Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Show Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. Keep those texts coming 704-570-9610. Hit those socials, folks. WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram at Walker Mail at West Bryant underscore 72 and at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram. And most importantly, the Wesson Walker Twitter page. Hit the follow button on there. You can see Walker and his transformation today. Pulling out the Biff Pogey cutoff. Did you put it out there? The I didn't stogie, even see it. All that. You already know I put it out there, man. Oh, Anything no. that's newsworthy yeah. that's going on the page. I didn't get when you took the shirt off. I didn't get that. Okay. <laughs> but I got posts just a little bit after that, man, so they can see that and get excited, man. I think that they need to put that on a video board for Charlotte when they come out. Uh, to play. Oh tonight. yeah, I like that. Put I think it on the jumbotron. Right there. That's the type of energy I believe they're looking for tonight to try and get a win. Yeah, put it on the jumbotron. That would be fantastic, and it is hilarious too because Fiddy, I don't think can look at me without laughing as we do the show because of how ridiculous I look. But I embrace it, and I'm ready for tonight. No so. doubt about it. Listen, sometimes as a fan, man, you're gonna look a little wild out here when you're really supporting your team. So it is all good, my man. But now it is time to go to the campus. Kona! All right. The Western Carolina Catamounts, we've been talking a lot about them. They were listed as the number nine team in the first mid-season rankings by the NCAA FCS Football Playoff Committee. Coming less than a month away from the beginning of said postseason, they'll be taking on Mercer, who are winners of three of its last four, and they continue to receive votes in the AFCA FCS coaches poll as well. They're going to come to Cullowee for a 2:30 kickoff on Saturday, and this is going to be a big-time matchup. The SoCon's best offense, Western Carolina, at over 500 yards per game. This is a team that, with the offense that they have right now, only two other teams in the nation in FCS football average over 500 yards per game, and that's Montana State and uh, the other team uh, they did not put in the notes. So there you go. And the other but, team. But uh, only two other teams average those. Or they one of only two teams with Montana State to average over 500 yards per game. And they're going up against the league top total defense in Mercer. They're only surrendering 322 yards a game. And Western Carolina's top-ranked rushing attack is going up against the second-best rush defense as Mercer only allows an average of 114 yards per game. So something's got to give there. And the Catamounts are second with an average of 37 points per game, while the Bears rank second, surrendering just 17.2 points per game. So this is a big offensive game for Western Carolina to come out and bounce back as they're going up against a really, really good defense in Mercer. Here's my question. Yes. What do you think would happen if Western played Appalachian State this year? 
Man, that would be a really, really fun contest. I don't know. App State, with some of the guys being up on that FCS level, might have the advantage as far as depth and talent. But I don't know. Western Carolina, man, they're explosive with that offense, as I said, over 500 yards per game. Yeah, I'm looking at the history. So it looks like, man, is this true? 2013 was the last game. And, of course, App State destroyed them, 48-27, to because historically it's all been about the Mountaineers. But I do wonder just how close that game would be. If I'm tripping, because I think it would be close or what. But Western playing well, man. Their losses are to Arkansas. They did lose to Furman, as you mentioned, 29-17. to But still having a successful season. All right, and now we get into Wake Forest and Florida State. And as I said, this is a squad that when you look at it on its surface, Wake coming off the big win uh, versus Pittsburgh last week. And so the ACC has been getting pretty crazy. And you had Louisville that got knocked off two weeks ago. Carolina got knocked off by Virginia last week. And so could this be a game that could turn the ACC on its head? Wake is currently on a three-game winning streak against FSU, a chance to win four straight for the first time in the series. Last time these two teams met in Winston-Salem, Wake took down FSU 35-14. to And so this is a football game that Santino Marucci could be starting for the second straight week after throwing two interceptions, but through the game-winning touchdown against Pitt, Mitch Griffiths could return. We'll see who marches out there as the starting quarterback for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, but FSU, they're smoking hot, okay? They are on a 13-game winning streak, longest active streak in the ACC, third longest active streak in the country, over 30 points in 13 straight games. This is the only team ranked in the top 12 in red zone offense and red zone defense. Their offense is six in the country, 96.4% red zone conversion for the nose, and the defense has held opponents to 69.6% in the red zone. As I said, top 12 in the red zone offensively and defensively. How do you see this one playing out, Walker? Well, I mean, I I think Florida State, I I think they're going to take care of business. I, I don't trust Wake Forest as much because here we are feeling good about them coming back against Pittsburgh. We felt good about them coming back against ODU. You, these are teams that we expect to Wake Forest to take care of early. And it's why I thought maybe they would suffer that upset against Virginia Tech the way they did. Apparently the Hokies aren't bad at football this year, though. How about last They're starting night? to come around. Woo! They're starting to turn into that team that nobody wants to play at this point. Hey, Kyle Bailey, I think he's got something to pull for up there in Blacksburg, for sure, even as soon as this year. I just think Florida State, they've been able to handle business no matter what opponent's thrown at them. So here they are going against Duke this last weekend. Riley Leonard, shaky. I, I, of course, I would love to see what that game would have looked like with him at full health. But still, you took care of business against a really good defense. Riley doesn't play defense in the fourth quarter. Winning time, they turned it on. Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami, North Alabama, Florida on the road. West, they don't, as of right now, Florida State doesn't have another opponent in the rank in the top 25. So, to me, it looks like this is the time where, all right, now you just feel like they're going to win out. What's the next game you think they could lose? I know you got a little bit of belief in Wake Forest. Is it the Demon Deacons? Is it going to be Miami? They play uh, at I home. think this could be a tough one. I think uh, the, the the games I would look at, though, besides a potential upset maybe against Wake Forest, 
would be Miami and Florida. Uh, having to go down the swamp is, is go yeah. down into the swamp is never an easy task, and I think that could be a game that could flip FSU's uh, college football playoff chances as well. Yeah, I'm going to go with Florida State. I think they're going to be able to just continue to move on here. I think they got past a the, the hardest part of their schedule, and um, it, it looks like this is the year for the Seminoles under Mike Norvell, who's continued to get better the last couple of uh, seasons. All right, so now when we also look into the slate for this week, uh, Duke and Louisville will go at it. And this is the biggest matchup in the ACC for this weekend. Louisville's won eight straight at home. They lead this series all time, three to zip. And uh, both of these teams do it in a little bit different ways. Louisville leads the ACC in passing yards per attempt at 9.1. Uh, that leads the conference. Their offense is fourth in the ACC in scoring offense and third in total offense. And then when you look at the Louisville defense, they're fourth in both scoring and total defense. So they've got a pretty good defensive unit of their own going up against the Duke offense. You know what they bring to the table. They lead the ACC in rushing touchdowns. Uh, they're seventh in the ACC in points scored per game, but they still have got that lead, leading scoring defense and third in the ACC in total defense. Their red zone efficiency defense leads the ACC and is one of the best in the country. So this is going to be another one of those matchups for Duke to where they're going to have to play a bit of keep away, keep Louisville's offense on the sideline with Jack Plummer as explosive. They could be Jawar Jordan. You know what these guys bring to the table. And so when you look at this thing, will Duke be able to bounce back against Louisville? Because Duke is definitely in a gauntlet right now. After you got a pound of flesh taken away at Florida State, now you turn right back around and have to face the Cardinals. It's interesting how quickly things could go south for Duke in just two weeks' time. Yes. Having that loss to Florida State where FSU separates themselves in the fourth quarter, Riley Leonard comes back sooner than originally expected, but then goes out of the game because of that injury, and now he might not be ready for another tough opponent in the Louisville Cardinals. If he does come back, do you feel good that he won't get injured again? And at some point, you just have to get him 100% healthy before you throw him out there on the football field. It's a real fickle situation, what Mike Elko has going on right now. I hope they're able to figure it out. I hate it. I know you were the monster Duke fan above all else. You know, I wasn't too crazy far behind you. I was excited about this year's team. They proved it early on. I, I would hate to see it completely washed away because of the injuries that Riley Leonard has suffered and can't come back from. Yeah. That's the frustrating part. I, I do think Duke wins. I I know what happened in the fourth quarter against FSU, but it, it just felt like, you know, the dam broke at the end. Yeah. And, and hopefully they can get back to uh, what they were doing beforehand. I'm going to take the Blue Devils. In I this think game. the thing with Duke coming into this matchup, too, with Riley Leonard, I think it's going to come down to how much pain can he play with. And that's yeah. that's going to be the whole thing because at this point, I don't think, unless he sits out for another month, I don't think that thing's going to get fully healthy. There's going to be points in games where he re-aggravates it, and so it's just going to be how much pain can he handle, how much pain can he play with. And then we'll have the picks uh, for you guys. End of the show, Walker definitely declared there, so I'll jump in the boat with you as my partner. Uh, I'm going to go with Duke, too, Thank also. You to come back and get this victory this week against Louisville. Now, turning the page to the North Carolina Tar Heels. 
and they take on Georgia Tech, a team that is 20-9 all-time against them at home. They've won four of the last five matchups against the Heels. Carolina's going to bring that explosive offense. We know how they give it up. They've tallied five scoring jobs of 90-plus yards in their last four games. They lead the ACC in turnover margin. Defensively, Cayman Rucker, you talked about him, sticks in the FBS with seven and a half sacks, and they're going to go up against a Georgia Tech team that's definitely going to be confident. Fitty said it earlier. Uh, they're going to maintain their run and hope to anyway against nationally ranked ACC conference opponents. They've won three straight and four of their last five matchups against ACC foes. We know this is going to be a great quarterback matchup. Both of these guys in my top five. King and May, Haynes King, that is, rank among the ACC leaders in passing yards touch and touchdown passes. And Haynes King is one of only three NCAA Division I FBS players with at least 1,800 passing yards, 350 rushing yards, and 17 touchdown passes this season. So this should be a fun one. Uh, Fiddy, I'll jump in and ask you for your opinion or ask you to jump in. Uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup? I think Carolina's going to lose the game, to be honest with you, Wes. Wow. This is a place that they don't go down and, and win very often. And the messaging coming out of the loss the other week really irritated me. Where Mac Brown got up there and was like, plenty of teams have one loss. We're still in the running for it. And if we would have made three or four more plays, it would have been a different result. Mac, you lost at home to 1-5 Virginia. It's okay to be a little ticked off at your team for letting the same thing you vowed not to have happen again happen again and so i think georgia tech is is good they they get up for carolina and i don't i don't think this team is going to be mentally prepared to bounce back and i think they'll drop a second straight game Man, so, go so ahead. no you're good so georgia tech they had you know i don't want to say lucky against miami but they shouldn't have won that game quite literally the hurricanes had it taken care of and they decided not to kneel it but they still ended up winning that game against the canes a couple of weeks back and so it counts all the same in the win-loss column they did lose to Boston College by 15 points. Boston College playing better. And how about the loss to Bowling Green? Weird loss there a yes. few weeks back. So I, I like what Georgia Tech is starting to build. I do respect Haynes King as a QB. Hadn't thrown for over you know only 204 yards in that Boston College game. 348, but again against Bowling Green. So the last time he threw for 300 against an FBS opponent or in the Power 5, I should say, it was 300 against Ole Miss on September 16th. Hopefully, for Carolina's sake, the defense can do just enough to get this team back on track. But how confident can you feel in North Carolina's defense now? And the, the thing about North Carolina's defense is they've held on long enough before things fell off a cliff. That happened against South Carolina going into App State. App State was able to score on them. And then it happened for a while after until they faced Virginia. Can they do that again against Georgia Tech where maybe you have a long streak until you face a good opponent and that's when the defense breaks or is it already done? Are the pieces too shattered to the point where you can't put them back together? That's my big question heading in against the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, that's going to be a very, very intriguing matchup as Fiddy said with the messaging that you heard coming out of the loss. Can Carolina bounce back and right the troops and get a resounding victory to get them back on track? 